Welcome to ETF TV. I'm Deborah Furr. Today, we're going to be discussing the first conversions of mutual funds into ETFs with Jim Atkinson, the CEO of Guinness Atkinson. Welcome, Jim. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. You converted two mutual funds into ETFs. Can you tell us what the ETFs are and why you decided to convert them, please? Yeah, the two are the Dividend Builder, now known as the Smart ETFs Dividend Builder ETF, and the Asia Pacific Dividend Builder, now known as the Smart ETFs Asia Pacific Dividend Builder. They're both quality dividend funds. One's global, one's in Asia. And why did we convert them? Well, I think the market's spoken pretty loudly. Investors prefer ETFs to open-end mutual funds. And both of these funds, in my opinion, are gems. And for them to be successful, I just felt they needed to be converted to ETFs. And how long have they existed as mutual funds? One of them is nine years old and the other is 12 years old. And they're both actively managed. Is that still the case? Yes, both actively managed, fully transparent. And you were able to carry over the performance record? Two things in my head when we started this project were fundamental bedrock principles. We had to be able to carry over the track record and it had to be a non-taxable event for the shareholders. How much money did you convert over with both products? One of them is around $4 million, one's about $23 million. And what were some of the biggest challenges? Because I know you've been trying to do this for a number of years. Well, there's a lot of little things. There wasn't any big, major challenge. But obviously, first thing we had to do was go have a discussion with the SEC and talk to them about it. And they were very prepared for that conversation, and they were very helpful we had thought through a ton of issues before we had that first phone call with them. And they brought up some issues that we hadn't thought about. And they were clearly sort of thinking about this themselves or had given it some thought. And then it just took a long time going back and forth because there are just so many issues that needed to be dealt with. Regulatory issues, disclosure issues, tax issues, etc. This project was the biggest project in my career. And that's because it touched every aspect of everything we do. All of our vendors fund accounting, portfolio management, compliance, shareholder communications. And the level of detail was, quite frankly, beyond what I thought it would be. And uh, it just took a lot of time and work by a lot of people to get this done. And did it require a proxy? Because I think that's been one of the issues that's been raised by many looking at this process. We may go back and have a proxy on some related issues, but, but no, we, we didn't have to have a proxy to do this. And I think another issue that others have raised is what happens to investors that don't have brokerage accounts? Yeah, that was one of the issues we had to solve at the outset. There were a handful of shareholders in both of these funds that had their shares held directly with the fund. And of course, we wanted them to transfer into a brokerage account or somehow get themselves off of the transfer agency platform. But you can't count on 100% compliance with that. So we contacted a firm called American Stock Transfer. And American Stock Transfer is a corporate transfer agent. So the small number of accounts at the very end that hadn't gotten off the platform were transferred over to AST. And do you have other funds that you might consider converting in the future? Yes. And in a sense, it's a bit of a test case. And we chose these two funds because they were, as I mentioned before, we consider them gems, but they're also smaller. So we knew that this project would be a little bit more manageable, but we've already got paperwork filed for another fund, our alternative energy fund, which we're going to convert to a sustainable energy ETF. And then we haven't decided what to do with the rest of our fund range, but my intent is to go ahead and begin converting the rest. Do you think other firms will follow your lead? 
Well, we know some are. The ecosystem that surrounds this project, we know have been talking to multiple firms and people have been calling me asking about it. My view is everybody sees the same thing we see, which is that ETFs are just a better vehicle. And I can't speak for the other fund companies, but if you look out 10 years, it's not inconceivable that most, if not all, open-end mutual funds become ETFs. I think some of the roadblocks people feel are out there is the 401k and fractional shares. What do you see as the way to get around some of those issues? Yeah, the 401k issue is a little bit tricky, but there's nothing inherent that keeps people from buying ETFs and 401ks. The only obstacle there is people are used to buying mutual funds in dollar amounts, and you buy ETFs and share amounts. But that's not an insurmountable issue. The fractional share issue we had to deal with throughout this project, most brokerage firms can handle fractional shares. You can't handle fractional shares at the omnibus level or at the DTC level. So each firm that's going to have fractional shares in their shareholder account has to have a drip or house account with a share in it, basically. But they're used to doing that right now. I mean, if you own a corporate stock, say Coca-Cola, you can have fractional shares in your account because you're going to have dividend reinvestments. Well, that's great. So congratulations on being an innovator here in the ETF industry. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. In other news, last week, we had 61 new listings come to market, 34 cross-listings, 32 issuers brought new products to market. They were listed on 14 different exchanges around the world, 15 index providers provided indices. A very significant number, 24, were actively managed ETFs. We continue to see ESG products, thematic products, 12 were fixed income, 49 were equity, and there was one digital currency product. Vanek in Europe brought out an Ethereum ETF. And the other big news was a long-awaited ARK space ETF came to market with very significant, and I think breaking an all-time record of gathering 452 million in assets in the first three days of trading. There was also the listing of the Emerge ARK space ETF in Canada, And other news, really just seeing more new listings coming to market from around the world. Thank you for joining us this week. Look forward to seeing you next week.